When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Something good happened just a few hours ago. Something good happened just a few hours ago. An NYPD graduating class. More cops on the job. We don't really hear that anymore. Everything is downsized, cut, attrition. But more cops coming to the job. It's only 600, but something's better than nothing. And graduating classes of the NYPD was often positive reinforcement that help was on the way. Mayor Adams told the graduates they face unprecedented scrutiny. That's true. The mayor cited if they do anything wrong, they'll be on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. That's true. But he says he and the city has their backs. He also vowed to take, and I'm quoting here, our city back. To take our city back. When, Mr. Mayor? When is that going to happen? Is it going to happen for your reelection campaign? Is that when we'll take the city back? Here's one thing you do need to know. You won't be able to run as a law and order mayor, even though that's what you promised. That's gone. The credentials of of declaring you're a law and order mayor as crime continues to increase. Those days are gone, even though that's what you promised. So that's one topic this morning. Another one, the New York City trash problem. Rat City, ugh, could be a thing of the past when new trash rules go into effect. The mayor plans to end what city officials are calling the buffet for rats with the transformative new trash pickup plan. The bottom line here is instead of putting out the trash in essence at 4 p.m., now the deadline will be pushed back to 8 p.m. for the most part. 8 p.m. And so there'll be a few different other ways to go about it, but 8 p.m. So some 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 uh, resident building owners will be permitted to put their trash out at, at 6 p.m. Uh, as long as they put the uh, trash in a bin with a secure lid. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea, I have to admit. Will it stop the rat problem? No. You're just delaying their buffet. But one thing that I do have to give Mr. Adams credit for here is the eyesore of the bags and bags and bags of trash 
sitting on the curb for hours. And it's it's helped, not help, but it's hurt the city's recovery for too long. Any big building you go past, for the most part, you'll see mountains of black bags. Sometimes they spill over into the street and block legitimate parking spaces. And sometimes you better not get too close because there may be a surprise with a large rat running out past you, near you, any any way you want to describe this. As I've been doing the last couple of days, and I have a lot more to uh, get to, including the carriage horse rider that I told you about uh, months ago. And, and you knew, you knew this ending was, was coming. In terms of um, the horse uh, was 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 basically put down, um, and you knew it was going to be done quietly, even though we have been told that he was in retirement and was doing better after he collapsed in Midtown, in the city, after being overworked. And so we're taking your telephone calls on a number of issues that I've mentioned and that I'm going to get to, 800-848-WABC. And this way, it's so that you and I can have more time together chatting, 800-848-9222. I want you to listen to Mayor Adams on combating the rats of New York City. Please don't go out and see a rat and say, okay, you guys failed. No. We have to do several things to change the mindset and the culture that comes with the dirty street. Dropping stuff on the ground, uh, putting stuff in, your, in the subway stations and just eating and leaving food there. Uh, not putting in the bin. We've done things these last few uh, months, such as what we're doing in recycling bin, uh, what we're doing with going after those who are dumping in our city, setting up cameras and operations. So there's a movement towards our goal of having New York City become the cleanest city uh, in, in America. The cleanest city in America? What what's gonna happen next? Are you gonna promise me that that uh, the Rocky theme is moving to New York? I mean, the cleanest city in America. Interesting. I also want you folks to stop for a second and think about this. Boy, was it a rough night for the first lady at the uh, Philadelphia Eagles Dallas Cowboy game. And why am I focusing on this? It's indicative the reception she received, let's just say it was a uh, a Bronx cheer, uh, it, it's indicative that the Democrats in less than a month are in serious, serious trouble going into the midterms. Philly is supposed to be a working-class city. Isn't that supposed to be Biden's base? Listen to the reaction the First Lady received at the football game between the Eagles and the Cowboys. And we we gave you the sanitized version. Let's just say it was a lot of loud F-words. Again, you just... Uh, got the sanitized uh, version for the radio. I'm going to also focus on the New York race for governor, Kathy Hochul, Lee Zeldin. We'll have that coming up in just a second. Let's start with the telephone calls. Phil in the Bronx. Good morning, Phil, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Yes. Hi, Dominic. Good to hear your voice. Thank uh, you. Two Two things real quick. First thing is, I, I, I'm glad to hear that they have a graduating class of rookies coming out of the police academy. About time. Yes. But when you can, when you consider the last ten or eleven years, there have been over 1,172 incidents involving rookies, which led to disciplinary charges. Uh, I wonder if the training that they're getting is adequate, because a lot of these these officers who are specifically designated to train these rookies, a lot of them 
just just they're gone. They're either retired, attrition, what have you. They've just moved on. Uh, and I'm fearful that the next year or two we're going to see a lot of negative stuff. I mean, look, if these guys, these thugs, these repeat offenders, these recidivists are going after regular cops with no regard, no concern for anything, what do you think? They've got to chew these rookies up and spit them out. You know what I mean? But this, the second thing I just want to say real quick is with the trash issue. you got to remember one thing about rodents. I, I, I've seen them. i got them in my neighborhood. Number one, rodents are nocturnal. They're principally nocturnal when they go and feed and breed. And also, right now, according to what I believe to be accurate statistics, for every single person you have in New York City, you got about four rats. So work that up, 32 million. Oh, oh. Well, it's going to uh, it's going to be interesting, Phil. Um, I, I thank you very much. And 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 to go back to your first comment, I'd rather have the six hundred new officers on the job than continue along the path uh, that we are going. And I know a thing or two about working with uh, the uh, new police officers. A few years back, uh, police commissioner, then police commissioner Ray Kelly had me address uh, police rookies at the Apollo Theater. And it was about, and it was a, a brilliant move because you had all these cops converging on the Apollo Theater in Harlem. And uh, and they were sitting in the auditorium listening to me and and one or two others. Uh, but I was, I was moderating and also speaking to them. And I, I have faith in the men and women of the world's greatest police department. I I have I have faith in them. Mike in Brooklyn, good morning. What's on your mind? Yeah, good morning, Dominic. You said uh Mayor Eric Adam, he says that he was uh, you know, law and order. He just forgot to put a little word in before it. No law and no order. Well, he didn't. He didn't run on that platform. He ran on the on the platform of as a former cop that he would clean the city up and and you know he and and he him and the police commissioner vowed at the uh, police graduation to take the city back. And so I say, wonderful. But when? 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 When does it start? When? When does? Because I I I thought that um. Uh, in the in the time leading up to him becoming mayor, but after he won the election, after he won, all of these plans should have been in place on day one, starting on day one. It should not have been what we have now where I'm going to. It's going to be this way. We're going to deliver this. We're going to cut back on crime. Well, when, Mr. Mayor? Well, you know, maybe the end of my first year or maybe the end of my second year. And in the meantime, Mike, things are, are getting worse. So, but I, but I hear you. Thank you for the call, Mike. I hear you on your sentiment. Maria in Brooklyn. Good morning, Maria. What's on your mind? Dominic, I need more time of you. I love your show. Listen, the, Thank you. The, story, the story with the rats, you could put all the laws, but it's people's conduct that will fix that problem. And I have to make a, a, a correction onto this news that has uh, kind of become a bombshell news with those three, three city council persons in L.A., you know, those terrible remarks they made about um, – uh, uh, a little yes. boy in the African-American community. Yes. The New York Times, which is usually wrong because it's uh, the news from that New York Times is not the most accurate stuff. They, may, they, they wrote an article about that, and they said that they translation to the Spanish language. Uh, let, me add, let me correct everybody. Please understand, that is not Spanish for the terms they use. That is Mexican jive talk. This is only in the Mexican community. Those words, some of us that are from other Latin American countries, we, I never even recognize those words. And that is not what is being said out there. That is what is being said is a Spanish, the Spanish translation. That is not true. That is only Mexican jive talk. That is not a Spanish language, and many of our countries do not recognize the words that they use. Maria, I, I hear you. I hear you. But what, why does it matter? I heard you say it's very upsetting, but why does it matter at this point? 
it does matter because it puts us all under the same shadow of how racist these Democrats were, and we're not all in one group. That is my point. Okay, so fair I'm, enough. Fair enough. You. Fair enough. Thank you, Maria, and thank you uh, for making that uh, clear. Folks, I haven't even started with the crime stories yet. I haven't even started with 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 that situation. You know, I'm 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 upset because you knew that Ryder the horse, you knew that once they got him out of the headlines, that Ryder was going to be done. And so I'm thinking about the fact that when the the carriage driver and and, you know, before I never looked at it this way, but maybe it's time to do away with these uh, carriage uh, horse driven carriage rides because it's really cruel and I, I can't be a hypocrite um you know less less than a year ago maybe two years ago uh when when my daughter had her um when she what, what do they call it matt when when a when a woman is pre- pregnant it's just slipping i'm the tired baby shower? the baby shower she had her baby shower in midtown and we rented a bunch of these uh, carriages to drive all the ladies to take them around on a on a ride, and it was cute and so on. But as I was standing there, I was looking at the horses, right? And I didn't go, but I was looking at the horses, and I was like, "Man, these horses look tired," you know. And and it, I I don't know. It just it just I, maybe the time I know there's going to be a protest later on today. As it relates to this, Matt, what's your opinion on these uh, horse-driven carriages? As nice as it is, or I should say it was, to see, you know, the drawn, horse-drawn carriages in the park, and it's a nice thing to do, it's a little cruel to the animals. They're on pavement. They're not in their natural habitat. They're not kept in a natural habitat, in a stable in the city. It just doesn't make any sense anymore, and, and we're at a place in time in our history and civilization as people is that we're more empathetic to animals. And especially now, it's just, yes, it's nice, but it's too cruel to the animals, especially when it's hot, especially in the summer. I mean, the barn itself has got to be over 100 degrees. And Ryder just collapsed and would not get back up as the the driver kept hitting him with the uh, whip-type uh, instrument that he had, and and he had told the police that Ryder was 13 years old and had just finished a seven-and-a-half-hour uh, shift, but a exam by a, a animal doctor determined the horse was between 28 and 30 years old. 28, so double the age of what the carriage driver said. So they're lying. Right, right. And so... Maybe it's time. There's going to be a protest uh, a bit uh, later on today. Maybe it's time that the city move away from this. Uh, I see your calls, folks. I have not even started with the crime stuff. It's becoming more and more outrageous by the day, by the day. One situation, a man... um, on the subway, uh, bumps into another man. The man's phone falls onto the tracks. He insists, he demands that the man that bumped into him go, get down there and get it. He refuses to go down on the track. They start arguing. He pushes the man, according to police, in front of the train, and the man has died. That happened just a few hours ago. I don't know if you've seen the video yet. And I'm going to go to Denise on Long Island in just a second on the horse uh, carriages. But the video in Queens outside that 7-Eleven, it's clear as day, even though it was nighttime. Two rival groups with baseball bats and knives, a, a dispute. And when it was over, and it's all on videotape, three people stabbed and... And one of them uh, beaten with with a baseball bat. This happened uh, at the 7-Eleventh on 14th Avenue near 120, 120th Street in College uh, Park, College Point, excuse me, around 2.15 a.m. October 9th. Right? So that's, that's, uh, that, that's another one. That's another one. 
I'll save the I'll save the third one. And these are all recent incidents except for the one I just did. Let's go to uh, Denise on Long Island about the uh, horse carriages. Good morning, Denise, and uh, what's your position on all this? Good morning, Dominic. Dominic, I have a long history of being very involved with the carriage horses from the 90s going forward. And I must tell you, the amount of animal abuse that was brought forth. I mean, we had a lawyer at one time. I was immersed in this. Within my class, de Blasio was offering to get the carriage horses off the streets to substitute with electric cars. The drivers didn't want it. But it is documented several times a lawyer gave his services pro bono. The animal abuse is overwhelming and has been since the 90s. And it is all politically motivated. You are so correct. They are not taken care of properly. The weather conditions, that's, 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 that's trivia. The, the stables are unacceptable. They're overworked to the point that when they outlive their usefulness, that's exactly what happened to Ryder. I didn't call in to any of the shows because it was obvious to me, who's been immersed with this since the 90s, that the only thing that was left for this horse is to be put to slaughter. That's it. No sanctuary. These horses don't go to sanctuary. They are treated with disrespect, and it's cruel, and it has been cruel. And the only person I know that's doing anything or trying to do anything about this right now is, I believe, um, someone from the district in in, uh, Staten Island is Holden. That is trying to do something about this. Okay, but wait, Denise, explain this to me. So you use the word slaughtered. Why why are the horses slaughtered rather than put out the pasture and just let them get old? Is it a matter of nobody wants to foot the bill to feed them and the medical care that comes with it? Why are they slaughtered? Because they outlive their usefulness, Dominic, and there's nothing left. I mean, you're not going to put out an ill horse that's been overworked. He has no, no, no usefulness whatsoever. So you sell them for slaughter. You get them to rid of them for slaughter. And so, and so you, so, so, so you cut your expenses and you make some money off of uh, having them slaughtered. You got it. Wow. And this has been going on forever, Dominic. This is nothing new. I was immersed in this in the 90s. And the electric cars, I have a picture of a, a prototype of the electric car. And the, the driver said no to it, okay? They didn't want it, right? But these horses, the weather conditions, let me tell you something. Over 91 degrees, I kept on calling. They're supposed to be taken off the streets. And I used to be very close with the, with the mounted police. I used to call them all the time. And the precincts, but that doesn't take you into into effect the the humidity factor. And in the winter time, they're supposed to be taken off the streets when it below, goes below 19 degrees. But that doesn't take into the wind chill factor either. So they are mistreated on every single lever going. Okay, they're not well taken care. Of. The condition of the stables are not good. There's one stable. There were multiple stables in the 90s. And there was there were stables that you were not even allowed to go near to be to to, to see inside. Well, these Aud- horses are grossly mistreated. Audrey, I, I mean Audrey. I was going to Audrey okay, in a second, okay. but Denise, no. Denise, I'm sorry, yes. Denise. What 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 I am concerned about, and then I do have to move on, is that I thought that Ryder, the horse in question, after he collapsed in the way that he did. And after they were uh, putting water on him and the NYPD officers putting water on him, I thought that Ryder would be politically untouchable, that they would put him at a uh, at a pasture somewhere, wherever they put horses and let him live out his life. Because I thought from a public relations standpoint that they could not uh, uh, put him down. And as soon as Ryder was out of the headlines, that is exactly what they did. And, and Denise, it's disgusting. So it adds credibility to, to what you're saying. I thank you for the call. As soon as Ryder, was, the horse, 
was out of the headlines. This was his fate. No one fighting on, but now you may say, Dominic, why are you focusing on a horse? Well, because I'm an animal lover, and it's unfair that that Ryder did his job, did what he was supposed to do, became sick, and then medical records were changed and fabricated, and as long as he was in the headline, Ryder was still alive. As soon as Ryder was out of the papers, he was put down. Let's go to Al in Yonkers. Good morning, Al. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Uh, good morning, Dominic. Uh, I just wanted to touch quickly on two topics. I just wanted to say uh, Mayor Adams and his uh, sanitation commissioner, uh, I personally believe they did the right thing with the uh, new order of bringing the garbage out late because uh, the problem is in the city, a lot of these building workers are putting the trash out too early. Uh, and the rats and also the raccoons uh, are coming around. You know, we have a big problem in the city. Also, uh, it's an eyesore, but it's basically because uh, it's it's a smart thing to wait uh, instead of sitting out there 14, 15, 16 hours. And my second thing I wanted to say quickly, the first lady was giving a, 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 in Philadelphia was booed and all from the crowd because uh, her husband is doing a terrible job. I mean, look, rising inflation, rising crime, you can't even sell a house now. So fortunately, uh, the polls show that uh, people will be breaking towards the Republicans. Well, it, I, I've been saying that for a while. And, yeah. and, and, again, yeah. and again, that's with me not having any skin in the game whatsoever and so I, I'm still stuck um, on what on what someone said last night uh, when she called up and and she said that I was um, Matt. Do you remember? She basically said, "Do you remember the exact terminology that she used last night?" Well, what she basically was saying is that I'm I'm in the pocket for Trump, and I I just I just never looked at it that way. I look at it as I'm calling it the way it is. <laughs> The way it is. I mean, it does not, you're, you're not in somebody's pocket or a, a total Trump person because you're stating that, that, that he was right on the southern border in which Biden is now trying to quietly use some of his, some of his policies. It does not make me a, a strong Trump person because I, because I said, Hey, you know, I was doing a lot better with my stocks under Trump than what I'm doing yeah. now. I mean, and, and, and we could go, Al, we can go down the list. We can go yeah. from, from, and don't let me, don't let me even start with um, my utility company is Orange and Rockland. Don't even let me start with, with that bill. I, I'm not even going to go there. And then let's say you go get gas. You're still going to get hosed at the gas station. Let's say you go buy some food. You're still looking at a bigger bill and so this is not to denounce Biden, but I am a strong believer in whoever's in the White House. If it happens on your watch, you own it. And it, you you can't say, thank you for the call, Al. You can't say you want to be president of the United States. And then when things go south, it's, it's the last guy's fault on everything. And you're t- you're telling us what's gonna happen, what could happen, but we're, we're all going under. And in the meantime, I see all the calls from Brooklyn to Lake George, the Catskills. We are going to take a break. Coming up at the top of the hour at one a.m., Frank Morano and the other side of midnight at forty-five minutes past the hour. My Carter Cares segment. We will be right back with more of your telephone calls. Highlighting stories that hit close to home, from your borough to your dinner table, this is Carter Cares. With a brother like this, the uh, elderly man accused of gunning down his own brother in Queens, 
is a former U.S. Customs agent who allegedly told cops he killed his sibling in self-defense, shooting him a few times to make sure he hit him. So the suspect lives in Virginia but still owns the family's Laurelton uh, house, and police say he returned to the city to take uh, the siblings, their their mothers, their, their mother, excuse me, the 92-year-old mother, to her sister's funeral Monday when, in his words, his leech brother, 66 years old, locked him out of the house over the weekend. So the shooter says he's a piece of crap. I'm confessing I'm a good guy with a gun. He pulled a knife, so I shot him. Bang, bang. I feel like I missed the first time, so I did it again. He was ordered held on $250,000 bail in Queens Criminal Court. Now, I still have left out one uh, crime incident that I'm going to uh, get to, but we are going to go back to the uh, telephone calls. Let's go to... uh, Let's go to Chris and the Catskills. We haven't heard from Chris in a little bit. Good morning, Chris. What's on your mind? Hey, good morning, Dominic. I heard you're going to bring up uh, some polling in the hopeful Zeldin race, and I know it was brought up towards the end of the uh, primary season where Zeldin's campaign didn't properly turn in independent party to have a third uh, another line a third line on the ballot they really uh, messed those petitions up to, to put it nicely now if he ends up losing by seven points or less which it looks like he is he's gonna kick himself in the tush for having screwed that up because in this year's election i could see a gubernatorial race statewide maybe garnering six or seven points on a third party line and uh, the polling for the Molinero-Josh uh, Riley race um, has Josh Riley up by five, which surprises me quite a bit because – and I'm hearing that Molinero uh, doesn't want to debate Josh Riley. And I don't know. I haven't had that confirmed 100 percent, but I wouldn't understand why. I mean, I've seen – I saw Pat Ryan and Molinero debate. Pat Ryan clearly won, and I saw uh, – Jamie Cheney and Josh Riley debate in the Democratic primary. And, you know, I'd say Pat Ryan's the best debater out of the four of them. None of them are like super outstanding debaters. Everybody was solid. I don't see why he would be afraid of Josh Riley to debate him, though. Well, you know, I've got to pay Chris much closer attention to that race. But let me just say this and thank you for the call. And, Chris, you know this, but there are all types of strategies and I, I keep stating this as as it relates to debates. So, for example, the uh, the Maris polling that was out four days ago, real real clear politics, which is a average of different polls, uh, show that the race is a toss up. And the Maris poll out four days ago puts Hochul's lead at down to ten points, down to ten points. And when you discuss a debate strategy, certainly in the governor's race, uh, Lee Zeldin is now, and I'm using his words, this is not mine, he's calling Hoku a coward. And it's a brilliant move what what Zeldin is doing because Hoku said, I'll do one debate, New York one debate, and Hoku's team knows that no one, and again, this is no disrespect to my former colleagues, uh, Hoku knows that if it's on New York One, nobody's going to see it. The audience is dwindling by by the months, and no one's going to see it as compared to. Now it'll be covered, but you know if it's on a major network, that's a different story. And so Zeldin has said, "No, I'll pass. I'm not doing the New York One debate." You're not controlling the uh, circumstances. Now, it's set for the 25th. Anything can change at this point. But right now, it's a brilliant, brilliant move for Zeldin to say, no, I'll, I'll pass on the uh, on the New York One debate. Because it, 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 there's really no point to doing it if nobody's going to see it. And and that's, that's where things uh, stand 
uh, in the race for governor. Sean in Brooklyn, good morning. What's on your mind? Yes, good morning, Dominic. Um, thank you for taking my call. You know, and uh, when I had spoken to your call screener, um, at the time I was on the topic, you were on the topic of Ryder, the horse, but now hearing what you were talking about with this crime, and then we're talking about the elections coming on, it almost seems so insignificant. But before I, I, I leave topic on that, I wanted to mention that although it's very sad what's happened with Ryder and what's happened to all these horses that have worked and dedicated their lives to the, to the snow, the, the, the rain, the cold, the heat. I mean, they're like the post office. But in the end, what are they going to do with them? The number one offender of horses, uh, mass slaughters, hundreds of thousands of great, strong horses, the U.S. military, the U.S. government. You know, I mean, and it broke my heart when I was reading up on that. But uh, but I want to talk just for a minute. I want to touch real quick. Uh, on OK, it. but wait, Sean, 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 yeah. where, where is that information coming from? I, I just I, I've never heard that before. Oh, yeah, that's a known fact that the, the U.S. government, uh, the Calvary, they there's guys they got rid. What do you think they did with the hundreds of thousands of very strong, well-bred horses? They they sent them all through the glue factory, if you will. They they They, they put them all down. I mean, there were there were some men that actually. So wait, so so wait, you're, you're talking about historically going way back. I'm just trying to make sure. That yeah, we're, yeah, that we're yeah, factual. yeah. Okay, okay. Uh-huh. All right. So the point yeah, you yeah, wanted not to recently. make recently? No, no, no. Yeah, but well, hey, listen. If it wasn't for the horse, we would have never conquered the West. We would have never went westward, young man, as, as the saying goes. Okay, so I mean, what's the what's horse, the point, Sean, that you wanted to make? You said, because I have to move well, on. Yeah, okay. So when we're talking about the politics with Hoko uh, and Zeldin, you know, Hoko doesn't even have to do anything, unfortunately. Because, I mean, all you have to do is have a D in front of your name, and, and you're practically going to gonna slide in, in a lot of these blue states. And, and it's sickening, and it's really upsetting. Hoko, all she has to do is talk about, yeah, uh, you're not going to tell women what to do with women's bodies or an anti-Trump. That's all she is. She has nothing else. Yes, nothing else, Dominic. Thank mm-hmm. you very much for taking my call. Well, thank you, Sean. Uh, Jacqueline in Brooklyn also wants to follow up on the uh, governor's race. Good morning, Jacqueline. What's on your mind? Yes, good morning, Dominic. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I was watching uh, some of the major news programs tonight, and uh, I believe that there is going to be a debate that's going to be televised on Channel 11. I know, I don't know if you'd consider it. A no, 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 no. See, see, we have to be careful what we pay. Remember, it, it's in Channel 11's interest to make you think that it's a debate. What, so what cha- is it? No, no, no. I'm, I'm about to tell you what Channel 11 is doing. They sat down for 30 minutes with each candidate separately. That is not a debate. That is a forum. Big difference. Big difference. Yeah, they're calling it a debate. So right, I didn't right, know right, right. Well, the, the PR department of Channel 11 and any station, they can call it what they want. But as someone that's moderated many of these actual debates, I am telling you that it is not a debate. What they are doing is a candidate's forum. It's great for them that they got each candidate to sit down. But the only debate that's been scheduled thus far is the one at New York One. And Lee Zeldin has said, no, I'm not doing it. And I'm so, glad you cleared that up regarding the Channel 11 thing because I, I wasn't aware of that. Yes, but no, it, it, it's a candidate's forum where they interviewed uh, Zeldin for 30 minutes separately and interviewed Hoku for 30 minutes separately. It is not a debate. It, so it, were, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, you were talking about the polls and um, the uh, – I forget which one. I know you mentioned Real Clear Politics. Marist. From what I've seen, I think that one is a more reliable poll than the other one. I forget uh, the one that you just mentioned. Maris, has, Maris yeah, is normally Maris poll, good. Right. Yeah. Uh, Real clear is just an average. Yeah. A lot of times the Maris poll, I find, is really very biased, which is true because they're showing him, they're showing Zeldin to be 10 points behind Hochul. And I think the Real Clear Politics poll is a little bit more um, unbiased. So the reality is Zeldin is probably neck and neck with Hochul, and with the plus or minus, you know, 4% margin of error, he could very well be a little bit ahead of her. I think it's just to discourage the public, you know, from going out to vote and and suppressing the vote. Well, it's it's certainly going to be interesting. Again, real clear, they're not doing polling in this race. It's just an average 
of of uh, a bunch of polls that have been done. But Jacqueline, as always, I really do appreciate your call. Before I take a break here, let's see what Audrey has to say uh, this morning. Good morning, Audrey. What's on your mind? Thanks for taking my call. Um, this thing with the right collection, the garbage, the bad thing about it, I think, is, number one, if you put it out at 8 and the law doesn't go until 2nd of January, it's not really doing anything, I don't April. think. And then they don't pick up the garbage till like, 6, 7 o'clock in the morning. Well, so maybe wait, 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 wait. Sanitation says they're going to they're gonna step up uh, the, the picking up the garbage to try and do it much earlier in the evening time or, or overnight. Uh, they're going to try and do it much earlier. Then it might work. Cool. And I don't think anyone should kill animals because they, they can't walk in the, in the streets anymore. That's so cruel. But anyway, they should take it on with the owner, whoever owns that horse. I thought, you know, the same thing they did with the elephants when they had to walk through the tunnels for the circus and they banned that. Something needs to be done because animals deserve respect just like humans. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you, Audrey. And you have a great morning as well. Again, folks, I thought with Ryder talking about the horse here, being in the headlines with the entire city and, frankly, country watching what was happening to Ryder, I thought that Ryder had protection and that no one would do anything to Ryder. And they might do it with five horses after Ryder, but I thought that they would leave this poor guy alone and let let him ride off into the sunset and live a good life. And what did they do? As soon as Ryder was out of the headlines, uh, as one of our callers just said, Ryder was taken to the slaughterhouse. And that is disgusting. It is horrible. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we'll have more of your telephone calls. And coming up at the top of the hour... Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. WABC. They say this is a big rich town. I just come from the poet's part. Bright light city life. I gotta make it. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And the incidents continue. The incidents continue the out-of-control crime. One of the latest ones, a madman with 12 prior arrests, randomly choked a woman pushing a baby carriage and then shoved another lady to the ground in a park. So this uh, madman, if you will, punched and choked a woman as she pushed a baby in a stroller in a Chelsea Park Monday, and then he attacked another lady sitting on a nearby bench. This is according to police, and he said, I am not letting go until police come. I want to die by police. The suspect shouted as uh, he choked the 43-year-old victim pushing the Stroller, a crime caught on videotape. The world that we live in. Now imagine, just imagine for a second before I go back to the telephone calls, you're a police officer that responds to that call. And this guy wants suicide by cop. And that's something that that you're going to have to live with within your own self for the rest of your life. This is this is the tough job that police officers have. So we started the show talking about the graduation, uh, 600 graduates uh, uh, going through their ceremony with the mayor and police commissioner a few hours ago. And then this incident happening in a Chelsea park. No big headlines. It just happens. And then it happens again. And I just want to go back to to Ryder, the horse, for one second. You know, may, maybe maybe it's me. Maybe I'm too sensitive on this issue. So how my day started out this morning, I'm on my way back from Orlando, Florida, where I spoke to a, uh, over the weekend, to an NAACP chapter in, in Florida. 
And I'm at the airport, and this lady has her little dog, uh, and I just happen to sit next to her, and the dog is a girl. And then next thing you know, and I've never done this before, and then next thing you know, I'm standing there crying in front of this lady discussing my dog, Dolce, and how much I miss him. And then I was embarrassed, and I, 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 the woman, I, I don't think she, she knew that I'm on WABC radio, but I'm standing there with my sports jersey on, um, and, and I'm just boo-hooing, and I'm trying to hide it in the airport. So maybe, maybe I'm so sensitive to riding a horse because I, I just have a, uh, a newfound respect or maybe I should say a newfound sensitivity towards uh, towards animals. And to a degree, they can't defend themselves. They need us to defend them. Let's go to E. Frank in Astoria. Good morning. What's on your mind? Yes, good morning, uh, Dominic. You know, uh, last time I called you, I was telling you about the issue where Tiffany Caban is a few blocks away from me and there was a holdup. Yes. Now, this is getting even worse. You know, this man, where I usually frequent in Jackson Heights, shoved someone off off a platform. And this is now becoming something that it's uh, a common occurrence where you, you push to shove. I see many subway fights in my time, but I've never seen people so unruly now. And, you know, I have a lot of experience with police. By the time they respond and they get the information correct and they ask you questions, it's probably going to be too late. And you know there's still a New York state law that says you can't carry a firearm illegally or you'll be locked up for three years in jail. All right, no questions asked. I mean, Dominic, what do we do? How do we defend ourselves? The only person out there that doesn't invoke or state that we should use violence is Curtis Lee, where he says that we shouldn't carry firearms or take the law into our own hands. We shouldn't use vigilantism. But, I mean, what recourse do we have now? It's like every damn day. And when they find out the person who attacked you, you find out he has like, or he he or she has 20, 30 priors. I don't want to stereotype anyone, but, you know, I mean, we're coming to a point where we can't even defend ourselves and we can't call even the police. I I hear you. Uh, everything that you said is accurate, and I'm I'm trying to come up with the solution for all of this. Uh, as a few of you said last night, the authorities enforcing the laws. If if that happens, but but you're right. But you're right. There, there, there's a a law in the books already where it's supposed to be mandatory jail time. Uh, if you're caught with a firearm, that's got to be the biggest joke in New York. And and I say that I I'm, I I don't say that in a gleeful way. I state that in a very very sad way. But I'm working on the solution, and I, I promise I will get back to you on that. I thank you for the call from Astoria to Jersey City. Let's say good morning to Jeff. Good morning, Jeff. What's on your mind? Dominic, a quick comment on Zeldin and um and uh, Hoko and uh, Zeldin. Uh, he's a hardworking guy, very smart, and, and a good debater. Um, Kathy Hochul, if you remember in the primary uh, debate, she has no debate skill whatsoever, man. She's a dud. And so my question to you, Dominic, and you know all these kind of things, um, she, uh, I don't know, she's kind of playing the, the Biden basement, like uh, hiding out, uh, staying out of sight. She, she's playing, she's playing the incumbent game. That's what it's called. Yeah, and and she's going to get money and try to go to different communities, and so she has this much to put into this community uh, with her funds and buy votes. And do you think also, you know, she's she's trying to uh, hide her corruption uh, issues. She has some issues, really. At some point, she may have to um, answer to, or does she just have no solutions at all, Dominic? I don't hear anything out of this woman. Well, what what I what I think right now is going on is what happens in campaigns all the time. If you're the incumbent, it's called beat the clock, run out the clock. You worry about the problems that you may have the day after the election. 
but you're not if you don't win the election, you're not going to be around. And so Hoku, knowing that she has an enrollment advantage, a a big advantage over over uh, her Republican challenger, she is just trying to make it to the finish line. But she she needs to be uh, very very careful here. Um, it, it's going to be interesting. I thank you for the call. In a moment, I'm going to go to Gail in Manhattan. But first, Frank Morano. Hello, Dominic. And the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, good sir. Good morning. How goes it? Uh, pretty good. What do you have coming up this morning? Uh, action-packed show uh, today. Very excited. Uh, next hour, in about uh, 25 minutes from now, um, we're going to talk with uh, former presidential candidate, former mayoral candidate, Andrew Yang. Uh, I'm a big admirer of Andrew Yang. I've been uh, trying to get him on the radio for a while. And uh, this is the first time that we've gotten a chat. We're going to talk mostly about what his plans are for the new forward party. And then um, it's no secret you've covered this. I know our boss, John Katsimatidis, has covered this at length. There's a real big drug problem, not only in the United States, but all over the world. So we're actually going to go live to Lebanon to talk with somebody that's a convicted drug dealer, uh, Nico Vorobiev, who is the author of the book Dope World. They call this guy the Anthony Bourdain of the drug world. And uh, New York Times bestselling author Bill Burns is going to join us in the 2 o'clock hour to talk a little bit about artificial intelligence. So we got a lot of ground to cover. Wow, a lot. And what time is the Yang uh, interview? In, in about when 20 you, minutes. In about now. 20 minutes, he'll yep. be calling in to join, to join you. Fantastic. Uh, let's go to Gail in uh, Manhattan. You're talking to Frank and Dominic, Gail. Gail, are you with us? Last chance. Okay, Gail's not with us. Let's go to... Mike in Lake George. Good morning, Mike. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Um, uh, first thing, I'm going to get started. Let's go court loose. Okay? Well, that, well, there you go. But we, 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 hey, you're talking to Frank and Dominic, Mike, but we only have uh, one minute left. So go ahead, please. I'll, without a doubt. Uh, it's a great one-two combination. I've spoken to Frank many times and you quite a few times uh, on the radio. Uh, rest in peace, Bernard McGurk. I said it on Frank's show. I had the pleasure of meeting him at the boardwalk of Long Beach many times. And you know what? Uh, he will always be remembered in the annals of WABC radio. And I hope Joe Biden, maybe he resigns because uh, he doesn't have the mental capacity to do anything. Uh, all the best, Dominic. Uh, great show. I'll be tuned in again. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Mike, for that comment. And I have heard you talking to uh, to Frank in, in the past, and, and you've called the program. We thank you for joining us, folks. You want to keep it right there. You just heard Frank mention it himself. Andrew Yang is going to be joining him uh, in just a matter of minutes. Frank has a great show coming up. Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. I will be back again tomorrow. And one of the things that I'm going to talk about, one of the great liberals, if you will, the Nike founder, or at least his company is liberal, Nike, Phil Knight, is donating millions of dollars in a bid to keep the Democrat from winning the Oregon's governor's race. So Nike itself wants the Democrat to lose. We'll have that tomorrow and much more. Dominic Carter, Talk Radio 77, WABC.